Hi guys, thank you very much for jumping on and listening to this uh, episode again. Today I'm sitting down with Jeremy Jacob White. He's the owner of an estate agent based in Kensington in London. Uh, very, very posh. Um, I must apologise because uh, towards the end of this recording, you hear some beeps and uh, you would be correct in thinking that that is the oven beeper going off, but I banned my wife from coming back into the room. And yes, we're in the coronavirus and I'm recording this from my kitchen. Um, however, hope that doesn't spoil this episode. Jay's a top bloke and he's got a very interesting story. Not your typical uh, story, actually. And um, calls himself. Um, the consistent person. And there's people out there who are this type of person. So I hope you're listening and I hope you grab some golden nuggets. Podcast number six. Right, we are rocking and rolling once again. And uh, today I am joined by Mr. J. Jacob White. He is uh, is a budding budding entrepreneur uh, based in, uh, I think I think he's based in London. He's going to correct me if I'm wrong, but I uh, I I, um, I had the pleasure of working with Jay many many years ago at the very beginning of my estate agency career, and uh, we've kept in touch from a distance. And uh, I followed uh, that I followed his his story and his situation, and uh, and I'm very very pleased to have him on the the show today. Now um, I tell you what. Like I have been doing so far, let me let, let let you kick it off. Okay, so Jay, introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Hi, Baxter. How are you doing? Good, mate. Good, mate. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, good. Um, so my name is uh, Jay White, and I um, own and run my own lettings agency in Kensington and Chelsea. And time has flown by. It's I'm in my sixth year, which I think. Am I right? You've been going with your thing, probably. Well, that, that yeah, time? the the business that that I uh, I co run, if you like, has yeah. been has been running for longer than that. But I've been a director for for yeah, bloody hell, yeah, about about five six years, yeah, about the same time. Okay. Uh, but Jay, Jay, you know what? You just quoted Kensington there. That's very posh. It, it is. It's very, you know, it's lovely, lovely area. Um, yeah. Okay. I can yeah, see why I've you chose been, it. I've been, I've been in that area for about ten years. No, so for, maybe twelve years. But okay. as you, you know, live? I was going to say you. Do you remember we? This is how you and I met. I was mm-hmm. working in Ealing. Mm-hmm. You were down in Kingston. I was in Kingston, big Kingstonians. Yes, I was. Yeah. So, what made you move from Ealing? In fact, were you? Um, in fact, we're going to, I'm going to find out more about Jay. Um, what's the name of the letting agency? Okay. So Jay- Jeremy Jacob letting specialist. My real name is Jeremy Jacob White. Booyah. Oh, my, my dog's called Jeremy and I love that name. I absolutely love that name. So it's Jeremy Jacob White. That's the name of the letting agency, right? So let's, we'll come back. We'll come back to the letting agency part of the business, but oh, just quickly as well. How old are you? 36 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got come on yeah 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 and uh, uh, personal situation family kids anything like that married two children live in Marlow in Buckinghamshire and it takes me about 45 minutes to drive into London I always get a bit of like a oh that's a bit of a journey but I'm very used yeah. to it um, how old are your kids 
Um, six and seven. Six and seven. Okay, cool. Right. So let's go back. So you and I met, we were both working for a, a very well-known estate agency in London. You were in Ealing, I was in Kingston. Uh, I left Kingston to come back to Leeds, but no one's interested in that. What the hell oh, did you... Hang on, hang on. Are, we allowed, are we allowed to name the, this company? Are we allowed yeah, of course, to? Yeah, of course we are. Yeah, of course right, we are. Yeah, so, so, you, go on. Go on. Foxtons. Yeah. Big Foxtons. Big love. But yeah, I was actually curious to know, actually, um, when you actually went back uh, uh i can't i can't remember the year but if i joined in 2008 i was there for three just over three and a half years so you do the math uh it was probably 2011 ish i came right. back yeah and i got offered a basically i was i was working in lettings as you were and uh, i was 21 uh, nearly 22 and, and basically stumbled across a position available which gave me a lettings manager's role um who believe it or not is now my business partner but that is for another day that story is okay. for another day okay. yeah so okay. so come on so so what happened to you when did you start how long were you doing it and where did you go from there okay fine so i started at foxton's in ealing i was there for a good three to four years and then uh so my, my memory of foxes by the way uh the two two key things uh, i hope you might share with me um uh i really wanted to sell houses and i got put into lettings by <laughs> yeah that's so and true and i thought my life is over yeah that is so and true and then the second thing which happened and you don't realize necessarily until you actually have been working at foxes for a couple of months is that if you get put out in one of the fringe suburban, more sort of further out offices, you see the yeah. guys in the middle in central yeah. London. It's like yeah. I compare Foxton's across between Formula One and Big Brother. Um, if you get the nice car to drive in, you're you're going to win races. You're in that yeah. Nottingham office. You're in that South Kensington office. And you are going to make more money. You're going to do better. And if you're out in Ealing, you drive in Toro Rosso. <laughs> That's uh, do you know what? That's a really, that's a, actually a really good point. I never really thought of it like that. I think for for me, my experience at, at Foxton's was was sort of a bit bigger than than in fact. Financially, you're correct. What you're gain from central London is totally different to the outskirts. However, yeah. when you're working at Foxton's, you're working at Foxton's. The 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 discipline and yeah. the sales techniques, the training, the life skills that you gain is is. Is, is throughout all, isn't it, right? I mean, I, I remember Foxes for just having no lunch. I'm a big eater. And I remember signing that little waiver in the contract, which I'm pretty sure is not there anymore. And it was like, yeah, you're not having lunch. Um, yeah, grab a sandwich. <laughs> grab a sandwich en route. Eating's cheating. I mean, there's plenty of things. Persistence beats resistance. That's another one that they used to use. Um, but it was good. I had a great experience there. I loved it. And it, it made me, I think it made me who I am now. Um, yeah. Gave me some certain skills. So how long were you ailing for? Yeah, it was like three to four years, and um, I made the decision to leave that office because everyone over the course of time started to leave, and I have a habit habit of being a stayer. Um, I don't I don't make rapid, impulsive decisions, um, and I was always what what maybe we'll come to this down the line. It's interesting how I've ended up as a business owner, and you might share some. Uh, agreement with me on this but i was always in my office probably averaged out over time i mean there was a period when our office grew to about 14 15 negotiators in one office in the heyday i was always about number three on the board i was never the man in my office but i was solid i was consistent 
I wasn't one of these negotiators that would have a smashing month. And then, you know, the volatile ones where <laughs> they've done nothing. And then they're like, I, I haven't got any money to live on. I never had that problem. Um, but yeah, I decided to move on at that point because I think I outgrew. I'll tell you what it is as well, Baxter. Hmm. And this is where Foxton's really good at fucking shit up, right? <laughs> Disruption is you do time in an office and you think you're entitled to a position. And I That's wanted to true. be a valuer. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't get a valuer. Mm. And then I didn't get a valuer again. <laughs> and then I thought it was time to move on. You know, I, I, there was a bit of, yeah, I think we're young as well when we're at Foxton's. It's a young man's game. And, you, you know, failing basically quite a lot in some regards at Foxton's, I think, has created layers for me to be who I am today. I think I think with regards to what you've just described there in terms of uh, being entitled I mean you 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 just mentioned that you were very uh, sort of uh, um, you know consistent I I, I wasn't I, I was not consistent I, I was totally up and then I was totally down I was totally up and totally down I, I think I had more belief in myself and I just didn't apply myself and I think that's what I learned from it so what you just said there about being entitled and then not getting that value position I felt I was in the same boat and I was looking around thinking why on earth would they, out of out of all these ninety negotiators in our in our region, not from the one office in our region, why the hell they're giving it to him or to her? But actually, I think looking back now, it taught me that sort of lesson of of the you know you don't know every. I mean, I was I was nine eighteen when I moved down to London, and yeah. it, and I thought right, I've got into Foxton's. It was like an interview of 42 people and one person got the job and that was me. I must be special. And it was like, you know, they build you up, build you up and they set you off and you're running. And then all of a sudden you go to an office and it's not as easy as that. And I think um, that that could be that could be a bit of an anecdote, which is just broader than Foxton's. And actually it, it taught me a lot. And that is that, you know what? You're, you're not necessarily the best at what you do. And, uh, you know, you need to, you need to keep learning and keep chugging along. But I had the same feeling. I must admit, I was very disappointed when, uh, I saw people next to me getting, uh, getting that role and, and it wasn't me, but, uh, Hey, ho, you know, did you, did you take a beer at the interview? Do you remember? No, you but, oh my you? God. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like Only question. It was yeah. like a trick question moment. And you're like, do I take the beer or not? I totally, totally. I was, I was stood at the fridge and I was about to get a beer and then I had a I just looked around for a second and I was on my own and I was like I can't do that and then they very quickly said that that was well I think they said it was a test I'm, I'm in my mind that's what they said but no one right. got one and I was lucky because genuinely I mean I just got the train down from Leeds it took me four hours to get there and I was like oh, I'm 19 18 I'm, I'm just gonna get a grab a beer but no I didn't no I didn't you've just reminded me I actually interviewed at Foxton's twice. So I actually failed the first time. The first time I interviewed, I didn't take a beer. The second time I got the job, I just thought, own this shit. And I took the beer. <laughs> well, sometimes in life, you've just got to take the beer, haven't you? <laughs> so after Foxton's, where did you go? Okay, so, yeah, so really wanting to, I had this fascination to want to get into central London because I thought that's where, the real sex rock and roll is. And I wanted to be in Kensington and Chelsea. I had honed in on it. That's what I wanted to do. And I seeked out an agency, which really I I never heard of, and they were called Cluttons. I don't know if you've ever heard of Cluttons, but no. they they liked to, str like, uh, 
they like to feel they're on the same level as Savills and Knight Frank, but they're certainly not. Oh, is it an estate agency? I thought it was something you put in your salad. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so it was an estate agency, right? So they thought they were very highbrow. I, um, I, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so they, they, they think that they haven't got the budget, nowhere near the budget. And to this day, Clutton still exists. But I do, although they're an international estate agency, I just don't know if they will be around for the very, very long term. I don't know. They're still here. They've rebranded. They used to have red. Now they have blue. But I went there and I remember experiencing a very different learning experience because I, I arrived at that office and I just thought, I work so much harder than everyone else. I've had this Foxton's training, but I came across too aggressive to everyone. Plus I was younger than everyone. Everyone was more older, more statesman-like, more, you know, um, acquired. And I was working with some uh, individuals in that office that come from really good backgrounds. I mean, one of the persons in that office had a relationship with Prince Harry and he was up forever telling stories about how he's been hanging out with Spike. And that's Prince Harry's nickname. And uh, right, okay, okay. Yeah. And um, it, it was learning the airs and graces of being around people from I mean, yeah, he went to yeah, he went to Eton, this guy. Um, it was yeah, I, I just got an education in just sort of how to behave around that sort of aristocracy type of person background well educated extremely well educated etc did you take inspiration and motivation from that or was that just you just took on the chin and moved on you know what i had already learned at foxton's because i felt i wasn't a corporate type of person i had to grow up because um as i said i failed the first time at foxton so i i got into it i got involved i thought you know this is this is a learning experience, and um, I'm here now in Kenton and Chelsea. Let's let's have a look at this, and um, it softened me. It made me settle down. It made me become more mature, not so pushy. And I think it brought it brought out the refined side of me. And okay. at this point, you know, I haven't got the crazy hair. I'm going to come and, to the hair. Yeah, I mean, I, I condition <laughs> it. And, you know. I, I blow dry it, you know, I do the whole thing. Yeah. Right. But anyway, yeah. So, um, you know, I've got a really clean cut image. I've got a really super clean cut image. And there was a time when I was slicking it back. Oh, you of, were slick. You were gecko. slick. I wasn't doing the gecko thing, but I was, you know, trying it was to. Cool. Yeah, it was very London slick. That's what it was. In a, in, a, in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, we all had it. Let's be honest. Yeah. So. Yeah, I did a, a good three years there, and uh, actually, some something very big happened there, which uh, uh, meant it was time to move on. Which was that Clutton's had history of having a lot of estate landlords. So I think of the Cadogan Estate, the Grosvenor Estate, the Wellcome Trust. These are really uh, well-to-do landlords that own big portfolios, and in some ways, it was very easy we had guaranteed business and we didn't have to go out and fight for it and uh, we lost contracts to the likes of night frank and savills and my manager cleaned off went off to savills and i thought what happened is gradually a lot of staff decided to move to savills that was the natural route for me to go and follow and i sometimes wonder what would my life would be like if i'd gone down the savills route but um no i wanted to do something different so i went I left there and I went and joined an independent small agency, a startup. It was a startup. 
Okay. All the all 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 the while, by the way. Oh, um, you've just knocked your microphone a couple of times. Just uh, so. Um, all the all the all the while. Um, from 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 a from either from a young age to the Foxtons to the uh, the Croutons, <laughs> were Clutton. Cluttons. Were you thinking? I'm not being disrespectful to them at all. I've just got a poor yeah. memory. Were were you? No, 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 no. no. Uh, were you? Did you have a dream of owning your own business? Yes, the reason being is I'm I'm very very uh, thankful for this. Um, I was raised by a very entrepreneurial father. Um, in hindsight, without demeaning my father, he's a he's a polymath. Do you know what a polymath is? No, it's too much of a bigger word for me. I'm a Yorkshireman. It's cool. Let me let me let me let me, let me say um, it, he is basically one of these people that wants to learn and be good at lots of different things. So my father is from the States. He has a PhD. He could speak French. He played the piano. He played the drums. He owned an estate agency. He ran a corner shop. He taught music in schools. Like the wow. guy did, I think, far too much. I mean, it's very proud to look back on that and go, mm. wow, he's, he's equipped me with like, you can be anything you want probably the American in him as well. But I, boy, I look back and I think, oh my God, dad, like, like you do too much. You do too much. He couldn't focus on. So like, you know, very, very uh, amazing to, to see someone that's like hand, like enabled me to equipment with confidence to move forward. But there is lots that I respectfully park there and go, I I wouldn't be that way. He looked at his mistakes. Just a quick question, Jay. Is he still, is he still around? Yeah, he lives in yeah. Florida now. He works in real estate there. I mean, he sounds like a great. I want to get him on the next podcast episode. <laughs> I know what like... he'd love it. He's, yeah. got, he's really charming and, and gregarious and yeah. uh, likable. So you took inspiration from your dad because he was a he was a businessman, and, and presumably, and that's where your sort of like thoughts about owning a business at some point in the future. That's where it came from. So you always always had that desire inside. It wasn't a light bulb moment, a click moment. It didn't fall on your lap. It was from a young age. You thought actually that's that's something I want to do. I think I think really like I was I was told growing up that pretty much like if you want to work in this business because we 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 grew up in a, a small little village. So we had the only estate agency in the mm. village, the, the key convenience store in the village. Right. And, um, you know, there was this, <laughs> I like there, it. Yeah, there are other businesses. <laughs> yeah. I another job, but no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I, I, I thought that as a safety blanket, if I wanted that, it's done, it's mine. But you know what? Things happen. And unfortunately, my parents divorced. And made me realize again it's all the little layers as to why i'm probably the person i am today is that i probably grew up with that feeling that oh i've got this if i want it but no i don't because that it doesn't exist anymore those businesses unfortunately mm. 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 deep right no it's good no listen it's because it's interesting because you'll you'll be speaking and there'll be somebody else resonating with exactly the same thing i think that's the whole premise of why i'm having these conversations because everyone's different everyone's got their own faiths beliefs routines uh motivations inspirations and i just think you know it is fascinating listening to it because from the outside in you look at at any business owner that you've never cared to to look at them from behind then you often think oh bloody hell well they've got 
oh, crack, you know, they're doing brilliant. You know, that life looks easy. But, you know, I, I know that that isn't always the case. I think unless you're given or you win the lottery, Mm. it's not it's not easy you know mm. and uh, and i think that's really the whole that's you know that, that that's really what i think i'm trying to to to, to understand but, and everyone's different sort of motivations i also personally find it inspiring when i hear that about people's different stories so this is quite a selfish thing that i'm doing you know because <laughs> i'm just like speaking to people finding out their story gaining inspiration and hopefully learning from it and I hope that anybody you know listens to it can can do that as well. So let's. So you've gone to this independent agency. Um, yeah. What was what was what was the time like there? Okay, so that was a very valuable experience because I was like a puppy dog wanting to get in with this agency, and mm. because they were fresh to creating a new company, I feel that respectfully now looking back on it. Um, they were extremely naive. I was extremely naive because I was one of their first hires and therefore they, they promised me things and I felt like they messed me around. Um, but I learned so much being there in that small environment. And in hindsight now, um, looking back on it without feeling any um, negativity towards that situation is that they were, they were in a situation for the very first time. And it's well known, I think, if you're really like geeky in, in, in terms of like business world, is that normally the first hires, second hires, they don't normally last. It's a well-known thing. And I was one of them. Mm. Um, but I think being, it's, in, being in that environment, it was like, I, I can do this myself. I can do this. Mm. I, I think it's tough, as you have probably learned yourself, having running a business that um, – when you do make that first hire or even second hire, um, you you your aspirations as a business owner is to grow it, become successful, hopefully have multiple offices. And so I think sometimes when you're speaking to people and saying, you know, we want you we want you to get involved in it, you know, there's probably no 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 um, there's no lies involved in that. It's just what transpires and what's realistic, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe. So h- how long were you there for? About three years. Okay, and uh, and was that in London still? You were in Kensington. That was in Kensington. So okay, so you've done a good you've done a good old stint. And uh, where did you go next? What happened? Um, so I then uh, I did it. I took the plunge. So I, I, this is for me. This is like the the, the most interesting part I find yeah. for en- for, yeah. for anyone because I think lots and lots. I bet there's a very high percentage of people want to work for themselves own their own business do really well and it's always that transition to yeah. what do i do how do i do it when do i do it and what the hell do i do doing it so tell me about that what what was what what, what was the sort of moment that you were like right this i'm going to start planning and how did you plan you know what what's really interesting is that i had my kids and um i actually started the business just after i, I believe yeah, my second one was born. And I think a lot of people would go, that is the worst time to do it. Yeah, I was going to say. Go, do, it, do it before you have kids. Do it before you have kids. Um, but I felt so much more motivated than ever because I had kids. Um, so, yeah. and uh, is, is that your... Is that your... I mean, you know, one big question that I have to ask everybody is, what is your motivation? 
is that your motivation? Is it your kids? Is it your family? Is it to be successful? I mean, I don't know. I'm not giving you the answer. Is is that no, what motivates you? I've written this down actually, and I'm 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 not going to take credit. Like I, because you know, I'm a geek reader, right? And I've got my little uh, Instagram thing with the book reviews. Um, oh, God, I love it as well. Yeah. So MJ Demarco, who wrote uh, Millionaire Fast Lane, for me, this is what resonates with me. So people are driven by different things. It's the three F's, which is friends, family, as one freedom and fitness in a nutshell that is what motivates me now the freedom bit i think you need a bit of money to have that freedom so mm -hmm. if i'm driven by money then fine but in all honesty i'm not driven like because i want to be really really rich <laughs> i want to be really really successful mm. I, I don't i don't fall into that well i call it a trap to be honest i think when he's in excess there's normally an imbalance yeah is that is that changed have you always felt that or when you were sort of like you know young 18 19 year old did you think that it was the money you were chasing has that changed you know because things can change can't they motivations can change life changes i'll tell you, I'll tell you what actually backtracking a bit actually and this not this my time at foxton's and clutton's it's, it's before then it's my, one of my first jobs tk max it's other jobs i've had um i am a bit of a rebel in the workplace if i want to with you I am like, I cared about like employees, co-colleagues being treated well, stuff like that. I, I never liked politics. And I always felt like if I could create my own world, that those okay. politics, those problems would be relinquished because I'm so confident in my, my own personal principles and values. And that was another driving force as to why I wanted to own my own thing, because as it grows... Have, have you have, have you have you noticed i mean i'm not i'm not fast forwarding here but have you yeah. have you noticed that your business is successful um and the uh, one of the attributes is having that culture and that mindset and there's a leading question because i've got i've got something that i want to add on to that but just answer that for me culture and mindset i mean i've always had that mindset to to work hard and try hard and like even when I think back to my sporting days, there, there is a pattern of behavior that I've always possessed, which is like when I, when my serious sports was firstly football. And then I had about 12 or 13, I moved over to basketball and I was really, really serious basketball player. And I remember like I was a proper jock in terms of like getting home, going down to the basketball court every day, taking so many shots, doing the same moves, practicing, 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 practicing. I didn't ever turn out to be an amazing basketball player, but I tried really really hard on um, the basketball on the basketball note right i'm going to yeah. share a snippet of this because we're recording this as well i'm going to share a snippet of this on instagram and on facebook and so if anyone's listening and hasn't seen the snippet um let's be honest jay um you like r&b as well don't you you am i right in thinking that rap and our rap is more rap. Right, black culture hip-hop culture okay okay so for anyone listening for anyone listening, do me do me a favor. Just watch the snippet because Jay does not look like your traditional basketball player, hip hop, rap, uh, uh, R and B lover. Um, he he. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't know what to describe. But listen, I I I I don't either. You shrug your shoulders like I. I... <laughs> No, I don't either. I said, I don't either. I don't either. I don't either. Jay, when I met you, you had, yeah. I'm pretty sure, right, you were like, 
You were slim. You were healthy. You had shorts. I'm still slim and I'm still healthy. Okay, but I'm trying to paint a picture, Jay. I'm trying to paint a picture. You you were healthy. You were young and you had slick black hair. And um, this is natural, this hair situation, isn't it? This is totally natural. Yeah, you haven't put this on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put this on for me. I love it, mate. I mean, if I could grow curls like that, um, I would, I would, I would shave it off. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I love it on, mate. I, I, I love it. I love it. I mean, look, some people are just not blessed with 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 any hair, and I've I was going grey at twenty, and that was definitely Foxtons, you know. Um. So so look, I was only I was only I was only playing with you. Um. You, you, know, hit... you even asked me about like how I look after it. <laughs> Uh, do you know what? I think genuinely there might be some people who are watching who who probably have a similar sort of issue. So, how the hell do you uh, look after that? If it is you, you do. Okay, look so after I use John Frieda Dream Curls shampoo Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Condition it every day. Don't wash all the conditioner out. I got all these tips off of females. Thank you, females. <laughs> you, you helped me out so much. Thank you so much. Oh my god! That's right. how, well, that's there you go. And that's the end of the podcast. That is how Jay looks after his hair. No, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. So, uh, no, I love that. And you, yeah, it's, it's good. So, um, right. Let's just, let me, let me just go, go back. Cause I think this, this is a, a poignant point. I want to know about the, the startup of the business and yeah. uh, t- talk me through the ups and downs of, of how it started. Cause there's always downs. Um, yeah. So talk me about that, the ups and downs and, and give us the story. How did it all happen? So I think the big down really was when I started the business that my old company, they uh, they were very upset because I started the agency literally 500 yards away from them. Um, I did it instantly. Um, they were paranoid that I had taken their contacts when I hadn't. In in our area, we're, I think, very fortunate in the Kensington and Chelsea area. There are some landlord companies where every man and his dog know about them they can have a go on them and like as a new agent like it's like it's like a, a bone like habit and you know, they, they you know i had a i had the the the, the old list of letters come through and stuff like that and i had to respond but i think i satisfied them that at least i haven't um done anything disrespectful and yeah, yeah that was probably the only scary point did did you did, did you so did you leap to open up a, a, an office were you working from home how did how did the startup sort of look like and where did the sort of funding come from because you're starting an yeah. estate agency is not it's not sure it's not not cheap no, i'll be honest with you so um i i had been fortunate again when you're in kenston chelsea the type of tenants that i was taking out on viewing they they were you know, fine financial people working in the city, yeah. traders, and I, you naturally get friendly with a few of them. And I, I remember specifically two people saying, "I really like you. I would invest in you." And I, I was so lucky because it's often the way that the when when you require investment, and um, people refuse to do this and are too proud to do this, is to look firstly amongst friends and family. Um, I had a conversation with a family member and I told them that I was getting really quite um, serious about this. And they said, hang on a minute, I, I might be interested. And I was like, what? I was so stunned and so humbled by that. Mm. And I just thought, this person's not only a family member, they're the right fit in terms of allowing me to be 
I mean, there, there was one guy, the trade, the trade. There was a trader, so ag aggressive New Yorker, and I think if I had done an arrangement with him, he could have been on my case a lot, made my life. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it was, so you got some investment that's because, and, and that's an interesting point because there's a guy I was speaking to who, um, at the age of 27, he, mm. he had a, he was a, he was a millionaire and it was all funded. You know, it was all funded. There's, there's no secret to it. Um, yeah. but you know, there's always this idea of, of, of how a business is going to start and how you're going to do it. And there is, I don't, there's, any, there's no one secret source. Everyone's got their own circumstances, backgrounds. You know, if it's either saving very hard and not spending a lot of money, or if yeah. it's getting investment in, then, you know, there's just different ways of doing it, I suppose, isn't there? Can so I just say something on another note as well? Because in hindsight, I was also an absolute pussy because I had the money anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. I hope the money's not listening. No, no, but I, I, had, I had a buy to let investment carefully looked after all i had to do was sell it and then do the right. business but okay. i was so like the ego about i won't have my buy to let anymore mm. and if i'd just taken the book like if i had the balls to just sold that i could have started the company anyway yeah um, you still got I, still got this buy I, I still have this buy to let investment now so okay lucky me but yeah. i'm just i want to make that point is because i didn't have the confidence in that regard to put it all on the line i mean i didn't even have to put the house that i live on on the line i just had to put my buy to let investment on the line and i didn't have the balls to ever think or consider that fathom doing it no i mean i appreciate your honesty but let's be honest um there's there'll be people who will be wanting to start up um an olive oil company and whatever it might be and the initial investment doesn't necessarily need to be i mean i'm not saying that that doesn't need investment but let's say you're making candles at home and you want yeah. to sell them well you can make candles at home and you can sell them on instagram and facebook run a couple of ads and it's not a huge investment whereas starting at what you've started as a business is yeah. investment because you, you have to, you don't get paid. I mean, for anybody who doesn't understand, I'm not patronizing them, but you don't get paid as an estate agent until a, you have a tenant paying the rent and then you take a very small percentage of that. Or if in, in you, if you're in sales, you don't get paid until the sale goes through, which can be three to four months after you've agreed to sale. So in the meantime, you've got to pay yourself potentially other people and suppliers like right move and zoopla etc etc so i don't think yeah. there's anything there's nothing you know i i don't I'm, i don't think that it was a, a bad thing to say that you didn't have the balls to do it because i don't know who would if you had a hundred grand cash to say right i'm going to start an agency and this is going to last me for three months to six months depending on where you are that yeah. is a big 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 unknown you know so i guess uh, the reason i say that is because i do meet plenty of people that go i'm just waiting for the right time just wait for the right time. There is never a right time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is, there's, there isn't, there isn't, I suppose. I think the right time is the time. The right time is the time. Uh, right. One second. Jay, I've lost Jay. So um, I'm just going to hang fire because I'm still here. Right. He's gone. So, um, yeah, I just think um, if anyone's out there thinking I, I, I could and should, I, I just say go for it. And there's never a right time. As I've said, like, you know, I did it when I had my kids. So um, you could argue that was a really silly time to do it. Yeah, the, you're absolutely right. And I think I, 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 
I think you know, I, I'm in a situation now where I, I'm with my business partner Chris, who started the business. Now I'm 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 going to get him on a podcast because he has got a really really interesting story. And he invested his his his, his whole life, I think, into starting the agency. Um, but uh, ultimately, the right time is the time. I think that's just as far as I'm concerned. You just have to sort of bite the bullet and do it. My wife said to me the other day. She said, um, "Nothing, no no achievement." That you want to get so nothing that you want to achieve whether it's just um overcoming a conversation a, a call that you don't want to make or anything mm. that you don't anything that you want to sort of get past is never ever easy so if that is um you know having children you know yeah a, a woman has to go through the pregnancy the birth you have to bring up the kids you know mm. it, it, it's it's not an easy situation so whether it's business just that one conversation or ha- even going out for a run you know to be fit you have to put the effort in and it's just as simple as simple as being fit. And I know I'm stating the obvious and everybody says it, but I used to listen to all of this advice. I used to listen to it all the time. And I don't think it's until you truly, you truly do it and appreciate it that you realize that you just have to, you just have to bite the bullet and go for it. And if you've got the right balance between what you mentioned earlier, the balance between sort of not being too intense and powerful, Mm. but, but having that balance, you know, mm. between making smart decisions um, mm. and but also working hard, I think I think is the right balance. But who the hell am I, Jay? Um, one of my favorite personal things is balance. For me, is the key to life. Like I'm very big on not doing things in excess. I want to talk about I want to talk about you. So let let's let's give me a snapshot of the business today. So you yeah. set up the business. I want to have a snapshot of what we're looking like. Yeah. Uh, right now before I talk because I think you are a very very interesting person um you're a crazy book man I mean I'm not going to describe you as the crazy book man but it's just that your your enthusiasm behind the books is amazing I want to get a snapshot of your business right now from where you started it yeah. and what it looks like okay so it's been steady growth um I um in my sixth year I mean we've just done our accounts we're up to so i i'm a lean and skinny outfit i don't have a shop front so i keep costs low like the fact that we're in this covid time which i know you probably want to jump to later but i feel mm-hmm. fortunate we're a lettings only agency so we don't have to worry about sales arm um steady eddie we've got rents coming in as long as tenants keep paying their rents we're good if we don't get any new business um you know you've got me as the main guy the face doing all the valuations, the viewings. I've gone up and down with a, a lettings negotiator. I've tried different things. I've tried experience. I've tried training people up, um, but I found that it took too much attention away initially. Um, I learned some valuable lessons as well. Um, I've got so I've got me. I've got my colleague Safa, who used to work with me full time, but she's gone back to university. But she still helps me part time, which is really good because I've got that flexibility. I've got. Yep full-time bookkeeper and i've also got my wife helping me remotely as well but in terms of the graft of doing the viewings the sales force yeah and valuations it's, it's me baby <laughs> so what's what is what what's the goal what's the goal for jeremy jacob why what's the goal for the business because it, it what you and I, and this is why I, I love having people on who have everyone's yeah. in different stages and, and processes and they've all got different dreams and and different realities you've yeah. clearly got 
a very good work-life balance. You've built up a great business with residual income. You described at the very start of this conversation that when you were at Foxton's, you were kind yeah. of like the consistent person. You've just yeah. described that in your business now. You've built it up. You've gradually yeah. got it. Through. You've, you've been very conscientious about your decision-making clearly. Yeah. What is, what's the, what's the, what's the long, what's the end game if you've got, what's the long-term gain for JJ? Well, look, I've got my uh, I've got my crystal clear clear, clear vision. <laughs> I remember one of your previous you were discussing it. So it's 2028. I'm 45 years old, and my lettings business is turning over 1.5 million per year. Now, if that happens, I've achieved everything I need to achieve. So I'm not going to I'm not going to to, to do something in excess that. Other things are, uh, I refuse to do it. I guess um, that th th things are neglected. I'm very, very careful in terms of my family balance, my marriage balance. I don't think enough business people talk about that marriage balance. I think it's pretty, pretty important. I would argue yeah. that marriage is harder than, well, for me personally, I think marriage is harder than business because it's another person, it's a real person and you've got to make sure you need to care for it and you can't be just, you know, this is the thing, Baxter, I've read so many of these business books and the uber successful people, the ones that, you know, the shoe dogs of this world, et cetera, the Nikes, the, you know, there, there's been uh, the, the, the Teslas, you know, there, there's been something that's happened in their lives extraordinary, like they've lost someone special to them. There's been real marriage problems etc and uh, that, you know that that reading those books the more i read just makes me realize i don't want to ever have that that's not something i want uh, you know what you're a very sort of correct you're a very grounded individual and there's probably lots of people out there that are like you and and sometimes you look at you look at these sort of crazy stories you know jeff bezos working there's that famous picture of him sitting there with the amazon written on the side and the hours that he put in and you know the shoe dog that you just mentioned there like you know he lost the relationship with a child i think he lost one of his kids as well didn't he at one point yeah um, yeah and yeah and and so you know you're right it's that balance so there are some people who are just going at it and that and that's fine and there are some people who who and, and who's not it, it, there's no one shoe fits all excuse the pun uh, but you know it, it isn't like that is it so in order to be successful and god there is i don't know what the definition of success is to me i haven't even figured it out myself you know i could look at myself and look at the family the fact that i've got three kids a wife a home and i've, I've got a great business partner and, and i run a business with him and um you could think of that that being successful but i don't feel like i'm there but anyway without going too deep on that can, point can i can i flip it on his head because i think I, I really enjoy hearing about your experiences and your views on things. And I wanted to make sure when we did this interview that I could ask you a couple of questions about and just just to ask you, what do you, what is it you want? What do I want? What, what is it what, you want? When? Just just like, do you That's, think I just want to be a millionaire? You one of those type of people? Yeah, yeah, I want to have a Porsche Ferrari, you know, all that sort of um, what, what's your what's your vibe on all this? Yeah, it, to be honest with you, I think from my perspective, I I didn't look. I, I've got a fantastic family. We've we've got a great family, and things happened within um, our family life when I was younger. But I didn't. I didn't. We didn't come from any money. I didn't have any money. Um, mm. And uh, you know, there was a time where I actually had to live with my auntie. Um, 
I got separated from my, my brother and sister because they had to stay somewhere else and, and, and blah, blah, blah. We've got an amazing, amazing family. But at one point, I, um, I sort of befriended who's now one of my best friends and, and a load of his friends. But he went to a grammar school in Leeds. Mm. And um, it just opened my eyes to a totally different world. I mean, you know, these, these guys' parents were super, super successful. And mm. that's where my inspiration came from. So f- from, from that point, I knew that I had, I knew that I had, um, had the ability to do something. I wasn't quite sure what it was, and I knew that I had the drive and determination. So what I want, yeah, big house. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't like the word flashy cars. The fact that I like Porsche 911s, uh, it's just a coincidence that that's a flashy car. Um, and and I want to have yeah multiple businesses and and work very hard. And I've got an extremely supportive uh, supportive wife. Um, it's just uh, it's just a shame that um, I've chosen a estate agency to be my profession because it, it it's not easy. It's not easy. Um, but you know what? It's not. That's the whole point that we made before. Is it? It's not supposed to be. It's not supposed yeah. to be easy, is it? Let's be honest. So, yeah, that's what I want, mate. I want that for me. That I, I, I'm not saying for me that is success because I feel like you know there's, there's there has to be other factors within that, and I do appreciate my family and and everything else. But money, yeah, big time. It's got to be for me. I don't even think that money's going to give me freedom. I don't think that. I just think that I want to have uh, lots and lots and lots of uh, of of money and uh, you know what? i've gone i've undulated because not too long ago i actually thought i was listening to an audio book i think it was audio or a podcast and i listened to somebody who who it genuinely convinced me for about a day or two that yeah. i didn't need to have lots of money to enjoy my life and and that convinced me that that was me and then yeah. two days went by and i was like nah fuck that i, I want to get back on the I want to get back on it and, and, and go for it again. So thank you know, you know, that's me, mate. That's me. But uh, you've, you've, you've definitely flipped on the head here because I've just found myself talking for a few minutes. On that. You, you got to admit though, I am a thoughtful interviewee. Oh, massively. And you know what? That's why I was really excited to get you on. Uh, we re- we sort of reconnected, didn't we? Uh, over recent yeah. years, we reconnected uh, definitely over social media. And actually, I, I, let's move on to that point because you know you 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 you're an intelligent bloke. And I thought what was interesting is you you, you described your dad as a poly learner, poly, poly- polymath polymath, right? Which is somebody who takes all this information in. And you're a massive, massive book lover right and and you must be right and so i'm thinking is that is that where that came from i'll tell you where it all started for me is that before i started my business i started to double down and start investigating and researching and you know i think the things that always come up from watching and observing advice on how to be good in business is the obvious things i hear come up time and time again which is get good sleep get up early drink lots of water do your fitness, read 10 pages of a self-help book every day, meditate. And I basically <laughs> just went, I'm doing this, and I've done it ever since, all of it. I am a proper student. If I was a football manager, I'm like Van Howe with his fucking clipboard. Like I'm probably doing too, I'm probably too, doing too much where I should be just enjoying it and feeling it out and just experience it. But I, I'm really thorough in that regard. I just feel like I don't want to disrespect this process. I feel very grateful that I am here now and I don't want to ever lose it. And therefore I want to do all of these disciplines to give me the best possible chance of you know, doing good. Doing you, see, you seem to have an amazing um, appreciation of patience. And I think that's something that 
I, I must admit, it must be something that 99% of people who want to be successful don't don't have, including myself at some point in my life. You know, the the process is 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 uh, is is long. It has to be long. Yes, um, yeah. You know, like it's like what I said earlier about, in my opinion, and it's just my opinion, but I think unless you're unless you win the lottery. Or you know you, you have uh, you, your parents pass away and they leave you with with lots of money, then be, you know get, getting and, and I'm not just saying that it's about the money. I'm not saying that, but in order to sort of reach that goal, if it is your goal, it's not it's not it doesn't come fast and there is no there's no quick hacks, is there? There isn't any quick hacks. But you seem to have got that. You've got that patience already. I've had to. I'm still impatient, um, but uh, I've had to sort of you know try and pull myself back. But yeah, you've got I, it. I think- I just, I've just got that long, I've always, I've always got that long-term outlook on things. And I guess, um, I, 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 I'm very macro in the way I look at things. I like to come way above bird's eye view rather than get really bogged down in micro details. I just feel like having just a 360 perspective on things. And that, that relates to, um, not succumbing to your feelings and your emotions and, um, being bogged down in negativity and right hard life no listen it's a fair it's a it's a fair cop and i think if anybody can take anything from that then that is the you know you have to be patient um before we get on to um a couple of questions that i just like to ask everybody because i find it interesting um what 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 advice would you sort of give anyone who's who's wanting to start a business or is in a business uh, i'm going to move yeah. actually quickly to coronavirus in a second but what would you give what advice would you give to anybody who wants to start a business um i would recommend someone anyone to read the richest man in babylon which is by george uh s clayson um i didn't realize it until i read that book that i had already exercised looking back on it because my advice would be this is be completely transparent because people have pride and they think that what they've achieved to date is not much and therefore you know how people lots of people they like to sex up how well they're doing in life and <laughs> it, well you, i I'm, think it's natural yeah I, and i'm i'm of i realize that just by just saying yes i own my property nothing special everyone owns their property I pay my mortgage on time every month. I'm just careful with money. I don't class myself as frugal. I just like make the point that I'm just not showtime or excessive. And also that I had a buy to let. And I think just by having honest conversations, you know, the old thing about you shouldn't talk about your salaries at work. And you know, the Americans are so much better at talking about their salaries. I tell you what, if every employee talked about their salaries, they could bloody make far more impact and get higher. Uh, salary at the company i basically yeah. think that people should be open and talk about what's going on because i think what it does it creates confidence and trust so i believe by having these conversations with people that were probably so much more successful than me but just hearing little jay talk about they just thought he's a trustworthy egg this one because mm. you know he's, he's a safe bet and mm. you're going to take someone else's money potentially and, and use it they want to be able to trust you so I, I just think it's just work hard, save your money. Personally, I'm passionate about getting on the property ladder. For any young person out there, 
I think it's really difficult to get on the property ladder. But what I would do is if you're living in London, forget about trying to own somewhere in London. I would, and, and when I've challenged youngsters on this, they go, yeah, not interested in that. I'd rather get to famous, right? Hope for the best. Um, is buy, save up your money, go and buy a property somewhere up north, carefully selected, where you could buy, you could buy a house somewhere for £50,000, rent it out and still live in London. And I'm afraid in the modern world, that might be the smartest way to start. But you start somewhere and you start to create something. You start to tell people that's what you're about. People start to think, this person's got something a little bit more about them. They're serious. Mm. You know, and, and that's what I, starts. That, yeah, I, I can't argue with that. I cannot argue with that whatsoever. And I don't want to get into an argument about entitlement um, and about the way that, uh, you know, I think... I don't know, schools are, are run and getting a medal for coming in last place. I understand the sentiment behind it, but ultimately that isn't the, the real world. But, you know, that is just a good piece of advice. And uh, I, no, I, that's good. Anybody who's going to listen to it, I'm having different pieces of advice from everybody. But that Can is a very you, clever. I know, I know I don't want to take your airtime away from interview, but what would you what would you recommend to a young person maybe? Just interested now. For, for, for me, I, I mean, I have to use my, I have to just lean on my own experiences. I think that's what what you just said there is your conscientious decision making. That is, that's, that's sort of like panned through this conversation from the beginning yeah. to end. For me, it was about, um, it was just about hard work. Um, it's about hard work. Um, it's as simple as that. My, my dad uh, has worked in the um, suspended ceiling industry all, all his life. And I remember, you know, he used to make me carry his, not, not make me carry his bag for him, but sort of like when I was young, I remember struggling to carry this bag and it was all about being polite, having manners and working hard. I'm from a working class background. My granddad was a builder and, and, and that was, that was sort of what I was brought up around. And then obviously moving down to Foxton's in London, you work in 12 hour days, uh, yeah. Monday to Friday. So for me, it's about working, working hard. I, I learned yeah. the working smart later, but me mm. personally, if I'm going to give any advice to anybody, for me, it's just about working hard uh, and and just trying to. I, I'll tell you one other thing, actually, and I think this is something that I've probably not given myself any credit for. But I set myself targets when I was younger, and the only target that I haven't hit, but the three kids weren't in involved in the target at this time. Um, okay. So so I set myself a target uh, that I wanted to to work for the, in my opinion, the best estate agent. Uh, it was in the country and that that okay. I felt I achieved that was an, perhaps an opinion I wanted to become a manager at 21 and I, and I did that uh, I said I wanted to get married by the time I was um, 28 um, shit wow. did I do that did I do that I think I did that the only thing that I didn't get and that was the Porsche at 30 um, but I, I hadn't accounted for uh, th three kids including twins and the, the child care uh, cost elements that and also things come along the way but for me it was definitely setting targets so work hard and set targets that's what okay. I'd say to anybody yeah and I, I, I dare anybody to challenge me on that because you, you can't you know I can't challenge you on yours either can I so thanks for uh, for pulling me out of my uh, my interview <laughs> moment there, Jay. Um, let me fly. No, it's good. I like it. You know, I, I you know it's fine. It's fine because if we can bring value to somebody, then I got a message from somebody. In fact, I've had quite a few messages, but I did get a message from somebody saying that that they that they found um, the podcast very inspiring and it genuinely. I never even thought that I'd feel this way. I genuinely. I got goosebumps. I was outside today in the garden with the kids and I got goosebumps. I was like, I've never met you before and you've listened to something that I've done. And it wasn't even me. In fact, I barely even spoke, but it was the fact that we were putting it out there and someone 
took inspiration from it. And, and that's really, I think that's where this is kind of moving towards. Originally, I, I started this because I wanted to talk about business owners and what the hell they're going to do around the coronavirus. But as, as it's progressed, the coronavirus is just what it is, what it is. You've just described your businesses. As long as the, the, the rents are being paid, you're working from home anyway. Mm. Where do you pivot in general? I mean, I'm sure you, you've had to have conversations with suppliers about potential loss of income if tenants can't pay rent. This is stuff that conversations we're having with people weeks ago, you know? So it's moved on to the inspiration, I think. And that's, and that's, I'm finding it, I'm finding it inspirational as well. Um, on the coronavirus, very briefly, how's yeah. it impacted your business? What the hell have you done? Have you done anything? Do you need to do anything? Well, look, you know, let, let be, let's be honest. You and I have talked about this. I suspected I actually have suffered from coronavirus. So I just think, why not? Let's just talk about it quickly because it, it impacted me. It was quite scary. I didn't go to hospital. I didn't have the fever or the cough. Well, I had a little bit of fever, but the main thing I I experienced was extreme fatigue. Okay. And then I had this pressure come on my chest, little prickly sensations underneath my my chest and it happened in waves it was very deceiving it came it went i thought i was getting better and it came back again and the anxiety of it all with the media like i love my talk radio yeah. and like hearing all only calling in about covid sorry <clears throat> covid19 and you know you put on the news and it's just everywhere i had to like not check social media i just had to shut yeah. down and just surrender to it but i'm very i was i felt very lucky that my symptoms started the day before lockdown started and therefore I was not pestered at all. Everyone had just sort of gone, ah, okay, so this has happened now. All I had to worry about was paying the rents over, yeah. making sure they were being paid over. Which you do and anyway, which you do yeah. with or without the coronavirus. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well, I, you know, I've got my wife here supporting me as well. We get those paid over. Um, mm -hmm. I've only had a couple of incidents of people struggling to pay their rents. Um, for example, one's a professional subletting company and their whole model is built on uh, Airbnb. Airbnb. And that right. poor gym industry dead. So we actually yeah. had we had we had a couple of tenants that were chancing it and I had to ask the question, have you been laid off? No. Has your salary changed? No. Well, I'm afraid it's business issues you pay your rent. And they're like, fair enough. Just thought I had to ask a question. Um, but apart from that, um, there is this worry about, you know, how long this continues for and if the economy where well, it is getting worse and worse, you know, mm. the knock on effect. But so far, so good. Touch wood. The tenants yep. are paying their rent. Um, yep. So I'm okay. I'm okay at the moment. Good. I mean, look, neither of us, are, and I'll quote Gary Vee here quite a lot, but nobody here is Nostradamus. There's no point trying to predict the future. There seems to be a lot of confidence out there. There's a lot of positive social pressure, a lot of community yeah. building. And yeah. I I personally feel very, very positive. Um, and, and also the way that me and my business partner and our work, we are very tenacious. I think we're very forward thinking. And um uh, and uh, please, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sort of being arrogant or big head, but but we we are the best in our area. So I feel like we'll we just need to get through this this time. I know that was, I know that was bad to say. I, love I know, it. but so we're very, I love we're, we're very the thing is we're very competitive as a state agent. I bet every agent in my town thinks they're yeah. the best. So I'm probably not saying anything that anybody else doesn't think. But okay. but um, but but so anyway, I'm hoping that we can get through it, and uh, I'm glad that you've managed to pull through because when I did speak to you last week, 
uh, you were feeling a little bit uh, shit, let's say. And uh, I'm glad that you've managed to pull through and we've we've done this chat. Um, Jay, mm-hmm. just finish it off with uh, top books, top apps. Yeah. Hit me. Okay, so... Um... Okay, where do you want to start? Because you know this is my thing, right? I know, I know. In fact, if for yeah. anybody, just very briefly before we get into this, um, um, at the end, I'm going to ask Jay uh, to tell us where we can follow him. And mm-hmm. Jay does this thing on his Instagram where he reviews books. And I have recently challenged Jay to do more because um, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm not. I've mentioned this before. I'm not a book reader. I'm a book listener. But any advice that I can get from from anybody who talks about books, I get. So follow Jay in a minute. But he, fuck me, he's gone through so many books. So Jay, come on, here's up top. I mean, you've probably got a top twenty, but just, just try and whittle it down okay, to a right. few. So well, okay, when I when I think of like uh, the business book, Shoe Dog, I've heard you na- name it. It's one of the best ones I've read recently. Oh, um, yeah, look, and here we go. That was not on purpose, by the way. Woo. Such a fun read, right? Yeah, great. I mean, I didn't read it, but great. Listen, <laughs> it was amazing. Um, yeah, Ro- uh, Robert Iger, The Ride of a Lifetime. That's about Disney. That was a, a very good read. Um, I would say one of the all-time classics, one of my favorites is How to Win Friends and Influence People. Have you ever come across that one? I've heard of it. I'm, I'm going to make a note of it now because I haven't read it or listened to it. So um, I've heard of it a lot. A beautiful book which helps you in terms of salesmanship and negotiation, negotiating to get the tone right and the balance right so you don't come across like pompous, arrogant, forthright. You know, the, the, the sound of that title, it sounds very arrogant, but it's just really just being a bit sweeter natured in the way you present the information. I've learned so much from that book, especially when I craft emails. It's just the way... It's the way you start. You know how you get a very snipey email and it, it's someone, the tone of it from the word go. It's like, you know, what about if you if you present the tone of the email at the start in a more positive, like maybe talk positively about the situation or about them before you start to test strips off them and then you still finish it with a positive about them. So you've got the middle bit, which is basically having a pop in a sort mm. of in in an elo- elo- eloquent way. An eloquent way. And, uh, yeah, and then you in, get you get you know you get what you, the message conveyed without sort of obsessing them. Interesting. I'm going to be uh, speaking to a chap who does uh, copywriting, and uh-huh. uh, and and I think you know for anybody who's in business, sending letters and typing emails is um, is is just one form of the marketing. Even even what you write on social media. So that's interesting. I'm certainly going to listen out for it. Um, uh-huh. Come on then, apps. Um, Do you yeah. use apps? Go on. Hang on, I'm not done with the books yet. Oh, here we go. I knew this was going to happen. Oh, no, come here on. Here we like, go. <laughs> like, 10 out of 10 book. 10 out of 10 book, which is Ooh. not business related, is Prisoners of Geography by Tim Marshall. Because although we're letting agents, I certainly find I have to mix with all walks of life, some very successful people. They work in finance. They're from all, all types of places around the world. And that book, it just gives you a whole 360 eye opener of what's going on in the world, all the bullshit, all the politics. I... You will definitely be able to get that in an audio book. Is it I, fact? Is it fact or fiction? It's fact. I only read fact books. I've only got time oh, for fact. Good. Um, uh, if you want something, oh, the E Myth. Have you come across the E Myth? Never. Michael Gerber. No. You got to read that book. Okay. So the premise of the E Myth is that um, take you. I'm just going to look at you now, right? Yeah. Um, you've got your creative mind, 
you've got the manager aspect in you creating systems in place and then you've got the technician which is just the doing and carrying out and what most business owners do especially small ones is they suffer from doing just doing the business up to 70 percent of their time managing creating systems 20 percent of the time and only 10 percent of the creative fun stuff i would class what you're doing here right now is creative fun stuff yeah. and the book challenges you that you need to you need to have more balance in the creative fun stuff because that's how you make interesting fun shit happen in your business and that's why i applaud what you're doing by the way big up for doing this podcast um <laughs> deep books if you want a real honestly this book is beautiful right I it's nine, nine or ten out of ten is not fade away by peter barton this is about a guy who was extremely successful a go-getter really wealthy smashed it in life and unfortunately gets terminal cancer and he writes this book basically up until the point he dies and it made me cry but it's wow. just traveling with him by saying look this is how i was i was an arrogant prick basically and then just sort of seeing the way his life and his outlook on life changes and perspective and it's just beautiful and just puts it into perspective so if you're struggling in business you're being impatient and you think you consume something like that you just think just be so glad of the journey we're here we're alive we're well beautiful book um i'll, I'll leave it there because I, yeah, I know you you know you want to move on to apps right that 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 by the way is exactly why you need to follow jay and his book reviews because Indeed. you've just you've just um uh, god i mean I'm not going to. I'm not going to make myself accountable here. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to listen to them all, but um, the E Myth uh, sounded like an incredible book. So anyway, point I'm making is anybody listening, that's why you got to check out Jade's book reviews. Um, oh, because... and if you're going to start, if you're going to start a business, definitely read Seth Godin's Purple Cow. I basically plan my business plan around that book. It's an amazing book. Um, he comes from the premise that you've got to be an expert in a singular field. That's why I came up with just the lettings only concept. But basically just, you know, we've got so much information in this world. There's uh, so many choices to make. And if you're, a, you know, a jack of all trades, master of none, you're, not, you're just not going to be heard. So just like, you know, what is your lane and just be a specialist and just be incredible at it. Dominate in a singular field. There's a lot of mileage for that. I agree. Go on then, apps. Um, okay, I struggled with this one because I think most of the, the common ones are, are, are known now, but I, to this day, have stuck by this app, and I love this app. I know you've mentioned Asana, whatever. Um, Evernote. <laughs> Evernote. Evernote. Okay, Evernote. someone did mention Evernote. Evernote, right. Evernote. I love Evernote. It's like a brain. Um, people would say, argue and say, well, Trello. Why not Trello? Trello, I've tried Trello. I think, I think Trello was amazing as well, but Evernote's yeah. just got just some extra bits that just yeah. love about it so um do you know what evernote is uh is it is it um it's something to do with making notes forever yeah it's a database <laughs> it's a crm it's whatever you want it to be it's your brain so like if you if we had a conversation and you basically said something really interesting i'm gonna forget about it if i put it, it in evernote right. um and i search back to a conversation with andrew back it would just pop up it's just amazing okay. the way the information you can recall is so quick and it yeah. recognizes what you've inputted and it sort of just recognizes uh the the point of what you're, you're, you're okay you're, you're i'll have a look i mean i'll i'll definitely have a look and check it out jay right. where do we find where do we find you how can we how can we find you and follow you and uh okay. watch your journey so instagram j jacob white 
I'm going to throw a curveball at you now. There we go. Keeping this one under wrap, but I'm ready to let the cat out of the bag. TikTok, Jay Jacob White. I've been, <sighs> I've been on it. <laughs> been on it. I love, I love what it. are we on? What are we doing on TikTok? Are we doing books? Are we just doing silly stuff or what? No, it's just me. It's just I, I try. I've done the odd book, book review over there, but it's mainly it's just me just living. Right, out I'm going to follow you now on TikTok. I'm going to get onto TikTok straight away and get on you. Not not like um, that, but <laughs> no. But I just you know I've you know I've heard the Gary V chat and um, yeah. I've just, you know, the, the the organic reach on it is incredible. And yeah. um, I already feel like I joined too late anyway. Um, but, you know, some videos that I've done, I've been really impressed by, you know, the, the reach it's got. And yeah. um, I just think more and more adults and business owners are I can coming, on it. It yeah. coming on it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. I think that's a fair point. That's obviously a piece of advice as well. People to get on here. Jay. Jeremy Jacob White, thank you so much for getting on this podcast. It doesn't even feel like we've been talking for nearly an hour and 10 minutes. I could uh, I could talk to you about uh, business and books all day. I find it very inspiring. But I really appreciate you taking time out of your life uh, and your family. And uh, and I'm so pleased to hear that you've uh, you've managed to get a little bit better from the old uh, COVID. So thanks again for joining. Got two things to say to you. Um, first go. of all, Big up to yourself. I honestly genuinely feel that the podcast that you're doing, I mean, I've always wanted to do a podcast. I remember you saying in your first one that you'd always been meaning to get around to it, but you've actually done it. And that's the difference. And number two, you are a natural and I love your presentation. You're a natural at it. I think you're going places with it. Commit to it. I don't know how you're going to fit it in when you get back into the state agency world. And finally, you need to interview a female guest. I want to see a female. I've got two daughters. I'm big about female empowerment. Big up to all the ladies out there. And yeah, search for female. I want to hear a female Uh, there. Oh, he's such a nice man. Jay, thank you for the kind words, mate. I appreciate it. And I promise you now that I'm going to go out there. And tonight, my mission is to find a female to jump on my podcast. (laughs) Mate, thank you for the time. Take care and God bless. Big up yourself. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for listening. Apologies for the breakup in sound quality. Unfortunately, uh, you know what I've said before, the Yorkshire Wi-Fi doesn't seem to be as strong as other places in the world, but hey-ho, we've got to get through. But thanks very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it and uh, listen out for my future podcasts already recorded, coming soon. Stay tuned.